Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. This is in the Masters podcast, episode 23. No, I am the father. My day. And gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. What we've got here is failure to communicate. You can't handle the truth. my boomstick! Cinemasters podcast episode 23. My girlfriend is poking me and messing with me, and it's quite obnoxious. Uh, anyways, as always, I'm Daniel Janes. I'm Rudy Schubach. I'm Andrew Miller. And I'm Tyler Crouch. It was kind of weird. There's no Jacob in there. Yeah, I know. Uh, there hasn't been for a while. It wasn't been me in a while either. This is true. That's I've, true yeah. I've never talked to you, Rudy. When was the I last time you were here, Rudy? Uh, was it Spider-Man? I think it was Spider-Man then. Yeah. yeah, it was. That was the one where I was at my sister's house and I watched all the Spider-Mans in my life. Yes, Spider-Man. Cool. Spider-Man. Now that we've Bye. got that out of the way, uh, today we're talking about the 
Blade movies and also Hulk because there was no <laughs> other place to put it. So yeah, it'll be an interesting discussion today. Uh, let's start off with news. Um, big news this week. Batfleck, as people are dubbing it, that Ben Affleck is playing Batman in the upcoming Superman Batman movie. Thoughts? The one thing, like, I, I went back and forth on it. The first thing I was like, oh, my God, Daredevil. And then the thing, second thing I was like, well, oh, my God, Argo. And then I came back to being sort of middle of the road about it. But then someone on Twitter kind of blew my mind. They said, I don't know if Affleck has the emotional depth to give enough character to a, a Batman in a sequel. Okay, hold on. The punchline's coming, I promise. In a sequel to a Superman movie where Superman kills a guy. Gotcha. Definitely a long-winded way to get <laughs> But they're but they're not they're not Superman lovers, and I enjoyed Superman, and I think I think I did too. Yeah. yeah, it definitely had some problems, but overall, I think it worked for the most part. I'm actually... I'm, I'm interested in what where I the movie itself I was not that pleased with, but I liked the style they were taking, and I think I'm interested to see them move on with it. That's the best I kind of had of it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I like the angle they're taking on it. I just think it needs to be way more perfected as opposed to the actual movie. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what they'll, what they'll do. I mean, honestly, I per- would have preferred a John Hamm type. Honestly, probably as a Batman, I thought he would have been a great Batman. But I mean, Ben Affleck, he's got the chops to do it. I think personally. I mean, he's a freaking Oscar winner. I mean, I know it's not, it's not necessarily for acting, but I mean. He's been in a lot of good movies recently, I think. Um, I, mean, I really like Dargo a lot. But he's directed those, which is the yeah. issue I'm seeing. Like, if, if he's behind the camera as well as in front of the camera, I think he does a much better job. And also, yeah. I've never seen anything that points him in the direction of being a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the, yeah, that's the really, important thing. I think but the only thing that I'm really sad about is. I, Really to see Joko in the role. And you could so say that again. You want to see Joker. I wanted to see Jogo in the role. Jogo. Yeah. Joseph Gordon. Oh, Jogo. Oh. You said you want to see Jogo. That's what I thought you said, too. I do not want to see Joseph Gordon Levitt in any Batman suit. Thank you very much. I want to see him as Nightwing. I want to see a Nightwing movie Ooh, that uh, would be branching that would be off better. of uh, Nolan's movies. I think that's the best direction to take it and see Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a superhero. However, yeah. that is never, ever, it's ever going good. to happen. Do you I'm guys uh, see that, you see that Nightwing short, that, that web series that they're doing? Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought that was pretty good, the way they did it. I, I support Joseph Gordon-Levitt as an actor. I do not think I would ever want to actually see him be a superhero. I just think seeing it would be worse than how it would be in my mind, like how it's portrayed. But, That's fair. And completely. But in such... I don't think it could work it. It just wouldn't work. I agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you just be like, I'm not saying anything. I think work. the biggest thing about the Batman thing is the Internet's response to it. Because mm-hmm. I've never seen yeah. the Internet go full circle this quickly. Yeah. In that the first 24 hours... It was like, oh my god, this is the worst thing ever. And then the next 24 hours was, hey everybody, this is pretty great, everyone calm down. 
and then the next 24 hours was what it will be for the next three years, which is, eh, all right. It went yeah. from, like, extreme anger to extreme love yeah. within 48 hours, and then to just, well, we'll wait and see. And then That's acceptance. Really acceptance, right. That's exactly well, one, of the, one of the best ones I saw was 23 Reasons to Give Ben Affleck a Chance, and it was... 23 quotes about how horrible Heath Ledger was going to be at playing the Joker. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yep. Yeah. That, that's been blowing up. Everybody's like, hey, look how what everybody said about Heath Ledger and they didn't want him and see how that turned out. The problem with that with me, though, is that I couldn't even picture how Ledger would play him because there was not even anything close to that. Mm -hmm. So when he was chosen, I thought, like, oh, he must really see some shit. Like, his athlete, I can picture it. I know how he'll play it. I just don't think it's that great. And it's not – and the problem with me isn't that he'd be a bad Batman. I don't think – I think he'd be serviceable. The problem with me is that there were so many better ones. That's why I think it was a bad choice. It's and not that's him himself, where I'm at too. But that after Christian Bale, the pedigree that he's created, this role could have gone to so many people. Or it could have gone to an unknown, and you could have brought him up with Cavill, which would have been great. You could have created a new sort of understanding that, between Like they're people. doing with Superman. Yeah. yeah. Now, who, who would you guys have wanted, personally? I mean, Josh Brolin. I, I think, think he's too old. I think he would I think, have been a great choice. I think he would have been too old for it. They're going Honestly. for an old man. Yeah, but I mean, not like super old. I mean, because he's, he's, he's got some miles on him. From, from the, the bat miles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I think if Ben Affleck gives a performance like he did in the town, just kind of that gritty edginess to him. He was very th good in the town. I think, I think if he brings that type of acting to Batman itself, and then kind of like a more cocky Bruce Wayne, or but I mean, or Bruce Wayne can be just old and just be like he doesn't give a shit about anything. But I think if he if he goes with something from the town, then I think he'll do a great job. Hopefully. Is, is, is there any other news we can talk about? I mean, that news pretty much trumps every everything yeah. else. Uh, I mean, there's a few small things. Thor 2 went back into production to film some more scenes with Loki. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Which is exciting because I like Loki, but it kind of worries me because what can you be adding this late in the game that's that important? Dude, must be very... My guess, my guess is what happened is they took it to test audience, like one test audience, a single one in Disney, and they said, we like it a lot, but we want more humor with Loki. Mm -hmm. Or like, just a little thing like that. Uh, episode 7 will be shot on 35mm film. So oh, really? Yeah. yeah, so I thought that was really, really cool. Kind of rad, yeah. You're going back to that. Um, I really appreciate it. They'll be doing that. all of their digital effects afterwards again also yep um they'll be cutting them in on on uh a frame by frame basis yeah i mean i don't know really all that detail but no i don't i'm making I, it <laughs> no i mean i just thought it was uh, really cool that they're doing it. um and then i guess bradley cooper might be rocket raccoon that's what they're saying right yeah as a voice so the voiceover okay i was about to say how are they gonna make a man into a <laughs> fucking three foot tall raccoon i don't get it well, they did do Hobbits. That's, That's true. That's a complete animal makeover. <laughs> Making someone yeah. short is easy. Making so someone beyond that, uh, Vin Diesel might be Groot. That's yeah. the other rumor. Yeah. And then the voice of Groot. Uh, 
I'm totally okay with Vin Diesel in, in anything at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Riddick looks Small. so great. I, I'm so excited. I got to watch those freaking movies. Yeah, um, they're pretty good. Now, because of Fast and the Furious, I totally wrote them off. And I wish that I hadn't, because they're great, from what I hear. Did you guys see the, the footage of the Guardians of the Galaxy? The leaked footage? Yes. Comic-Con? I did not see that. Yeah. Yet. I did. Oh my yeah. God. Dude, it was great. It's was pretty awesome. hard. I mean, it's pretty grainy. But, I mean, from what, but from what I saw, I'm super excited. I've heard good I, things. Yeah. 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 The close up, there's one like money shot, like major money shot of yeah. just like yeah, unloading on the to the screen. It's awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic. He, look, he looks good, I'll say that. The one thing that you should be worried about was that raccoon. He looks good. So that's that you don't need to worry about anymore. That's good. I stopped worrying about it. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thank you. Let your, let your Thank worries blow away in the wind. I know every night you were asleep, you were awake. Just you know, what they get off, these bills night. are piling up. But what the fuck are they gonna do about that raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite. I'll just add this randomly. My favorite tweet about Ben Affleck was from, of all people, Joe Rogan. That he was saying, he was tweeting. He was like, "Wait a minute, Bradley Manning is gonna go to jail for 35 years and wants a sex shit. Wait a minute, Ben Affleck's Batman." Holy <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, there's been some good reactions to the reactions yeah. to that. Yes. Joss Whedon gave him the thumbs up, so that that says a lot, though. Mm-hmm. It says a lot for me, that's for sure. I mean, it does for me, too. So. And I just finished Firefly if he's again. To, if he's, he can spot talent. Motherfucking spot talent. If I, give, if I give Joss Whedon... Say what? I said if they oh. did Firefly again, Mal would be oh. played by Ben Affleck. Oh, oh God, no. I couldn't do that. That would be maybe. Kevin Smith's Firefly. Also not. Right. Yeah. yeah, at first I didn't hear you. I was like, what? About Firefly? <laughs> what? Somebody, somebody from like the Onion linked that that quote from Joss Whedon, and then it said, and then Joss Whedon took, out, took off his DC executive suit, went to his phone, which is also like his, his rich watch phone, and said, it's done, and then laughed <laughs> maniacally. <laughs> Just how I picture it happening. Did you guys see Percy Jackson? Uh, Nathan Fillion tossed in a line uh, talking about the greatest show ever canceled. It was pretty great. I feel uh, like that happens in everything he's in. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. Because what else is he going to do? No, there was like three, there was like four people in the movie theater when I saw it. Because I saw it like mid-morning. And there was like no one in Percy Jackson. And once he did that, I go, Firefly! And then just someone went, what? (laughs) I was like, Nothing. That's about what the population of America is. Uh, one yeah. fourth of it would would say that, and the other three fourths would just be like, "What do you? What do you? Shut up!" Yeah. But all right, let's do this thing. Let us do this. Give me a head count.
All right. Yeah. Do you want to blitz through podcast. Hulk so we can stop talking about it? Say what? Do you want to blitz through Hulk so we can stop talking about it? <laughs> yeah, let's let's get that out of the way real quick. Okay. Hulk, the uh, 2003 Ang Lee directed, starring Eric Bana and Jennifer Connelly and Sam Elliott and Josh Lucas and Nick Nolte. Are the what a cast. Names. Yeah, right? right? That sounds like you an know. awesome movie. And a pedigree. Ang Lee, one of my favorite directors, probably one of the most versatile directors working. Mm-hmm. Broken Mountain, Life of Pi, Crouching Tiger, Ice Storm. I mean, good God. Really? Have- For versatile, you could just throw out Hulk and then Life of Pi, which he won <laughs> Best Director for? Yep. And there you go. Yeah, how how yeah, versatile can you get? Crap to Oscar. He did Life of Pi and Broken Mountain. He's was one of the few directors twice to win best director, but not have his film win two times. I think he might be the only one ever. Probably. That's crazy. So Dumb crash. Yeah. So, this is a, a movie about Hulk and <laughs> an overly complicated origin story where his dad was experimenting on him before he was born. And then that reacted with the gamma radiation. And that's what turned him into the Hulk. Not just he got shot with gamma radiation and turned into the Hulk, which is what it should have been. Yes. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start off. I did not like the comic book style of. I agree with you. The the way it was visually presented, I did not like it at all. I mean, I don't. If I'm gonna read a comic book, I'll read a damn comic book. I don't want to like, see that on the on on the movie on the film. There were like two times in the movie where I thought that it worked. There were like literally two moments where I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of a cool transition, and it's sort of our getting back to the comic book days. But every other time they did it, it was like jarring, and it took you out of the movie, and it didn't like assist with it with building tension or really doing a nice smooth transition or anything. It was just there and being like, look, we're doing a movie about comic book. Here comes oh comic book friends. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> I. This is a movie much like the way we were talking about, at least my opinion, of Sucker Punch, in which I'm endlessly enthused by it because I feel like it's a lot of bold choices, just most of them don't work. Yeah. But I give, like, I, I applaud the, the style, or at least the trying of it. It just almost all falls. Like, most of it fails. But it's definitely, he's definitely going for something. You can't say it's bland. He definitely had some form of it. Like, he, this was an art director who came in, was given the option to make this, and was like, oh, I'm going to make the most like, arty comic book movie ever. I'm going to make it exactly like a comic book. I'm going to have panels in it. I'm going to have, Most like, comic book of flashbacks and daddy issues, like, metaphorical daddy issues, and there's going to be a lightning monster, and it's going to be forces of nature. I'm just going to make this as metaphorical as possible. Yeah, I totally agree that, you know, it's a lot of bold choices, and most of them didn't work. Big yeah. one being the origin, uh, just messing up the simple origin that works and trying to overcomplicate it and we're, we're almost an hour into a two hour and 15 minute movie and he, he's still not the hulk yep because is it when that you hear a hulk it's, movie I, you're like yeah, what do you want to see in a hulk movie by gamma radiation it was like 45 to 50 minutes mm-hmm. yeah okay. and and yeah. what do you want to see out of a hulk movie you want to see oh, the yes. hulk beating shit up and yeah, so when half the movie doesn't is before the Hulk, you've done something wrong. Yeah, there's really no scenes in this where it's like we get to see fun Hulk. This is a very moody movie. There's never mm-hmm. really any 
sort of Hulk is fun. It's like this is sad. This is a this is his this even in a very dark Edward Norton version. There were moments that were were funny. Oh yeah, like yeah, when Hulk he pulls out smash. the translation when he pulls out the translation book and goes, "You don't want to see me when I'm hungry." I mean, yeah. what did I just say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember the one thing I will say is I actually love the one thing I really enjoy about this movie is I think the acting's great. I think for what they had to do. I really like most of the performances. I thought Eric Bannon was great. I thought Nick Nolte was great. I thought Sam Elliott was great. I just didn't like what they were doing. But I thought for 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 what they were given in the material, I thought they actually did a very good job. For me, the reasons to watch this movie were, were Nick Nolte and Sam Neill. Or Sam, yeah, Sam Neill? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott sorry. Sam Neill was... Okay. Yeah, Nolte in particular really raises the material. Yeah, Nolte was great rad in yeah. this movie. Yeah, but, I remember seeing this as a kid and actually, maybe it's because of the, all the bad buzz, enjoying it more than I thought, but I remember being kind of taken aback by how good the performances were, how serious they were really taking. I mean, it was almost like Shakespeare a little bit, like Banna yeah. and Nolte when they're chained down and they're yelling at each other. Yeah, the but performances again, worked. Eight, they just didn't right. have anything to work with. Too over the top, too messy. You just, just yeah, just did not work. Too long. Very much too long. Yeah. There are dogs. There's really dumb dogs. Hulk dogs. Hulk dogs. Only topped by fucking vampire Pomeranians. Which right. We will get to. <laughs> but that worked better in there because it was a movie that wasn't taking itself as seriously as this one was. Yeah, it's very true. So, yeah. Um,. Anything else to say about it? I think we've pretty much hit all the major points. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I like Eric Bana more than Edward Norton. At uh, least as... as I preferred his performance. I, I didn't like the movie as good. I, I liked that performance. But I think the, one other, the one other thing that I'll give this over the Ed Norton version is... And, and it's, it's the reason that I liked Avengers more than... Incredible Hulk, or at least Hulk in the Avengers more than the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> is in in the Incredible Hulk, they they had him transform into the Hulk three times. The first time, he was in the middle of a dark warehouse and we didn't see it. The second time, he was in a uh, sky bridge that is filled with smoke. And the third time is he's in a crater in the ground in the middle of New York. So we never actually see Edward Norton turn into the Hulk. Uh, when we watch it in the Avengers and we see... Um, Burr, burr, burr. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo turned into Hulk. We actually watched Mark Ruffalo turn into Hulk, so we actually draw a physical connection between these two characters. And they, they had that in the first Hulk movie because they had that right. where we watched Banna turn into the Hulk numerous times. And that's almost problematic for me versus the Avengers because it's like now we see him turn in and then we see him turn out and we watch him sort of slowly fade away when he sees Jennifer Connelly at the end of the movie and it's like yeah. there's too much detail of how how that transformation happens. I agree with that. Yeah. But it, it was brave of them to show us that connection between those two characters unlike The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. I must say that I I think this holds up better than I thought it was going to. Oh, yeah. uh, at least, I'd agree with especially that in the uh, special effects, I was surprised at how solid the special effects are uh, for a, a movie that's now ten years old. 
I mean, agree with that also. Yeah. Apart from, hey, let's take our two biggest action scenes and make them as dark as possible so we can't see what's going on at all. Yeah. Which was my biggest complaint when I saw it in theaters. Uh, I do think that the the comic book style works just because it was a bold choice, so I have to give them credit for that. And then they do take it too far at times, so it kind of takes you out of it. There's a lot of times for me that it was like, hey, this is really neat, and I'm glad they did it. I wouldn't want to see this in every movie. That's definitely true. But I think it works uh, here and when they use it sparingly. So. I'd have to check this, but I would wonder if this movie actually did fairly well in Asia, just because I feel like, based on his background, and I haven't seen a lot of Asian, like Asian-styled films, but I've seen some. I feel like this is a very Asian-influenced superhero movie. Not 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 in terms of like culture, but in terms of their filming style. And I feel like it, it, the moodiness of it would might be more acceptable in that culture. I'd be curious to see how it was recepted outside of America. It actually I, I, I didn't do out. as well as it did in America. The really? domestic gross was 132,000 or 132 million and the foreign and was 113. Hmm. Never mind them. Which yeah, that surprises me too. But that's it is what it is. Anything else to say on the Hulk? Nope, good to go. Nope. How you doing, Chief? Easy. Wouldn't want our little friend here to wind up on the back of a milk carton now, would we? It's nice to finally meet you, man. Had my eye on you for years. I know all about you. Your serum, Whistler, everything. Sun Black. Hey, it's a start, right? The goal, of course, is to be like you. Daywalker. You got the best of both worlds, don't you? All our strengths, none of our weaknesses. But maybe I don't see it that way. Oh, so it's back to pretending we're human again? Come on, spare me the Uncle Tom routine, okay? You can't keep denying what you are, man. <laughs> you think the humans will ever accept a half-breed like you? They can't. They're afraid of you. And they should be. You're an animal. You're a fucking maniac. Look at them. They're cattle. Pieces of meat. What difference does it make how their world ends? Plague, war, famine. Morality doesn't even enter into it. We're just a function of natural selection. The new race. Looks like your mascara's running. I'm offering you a truce. I want you with us. What do you think, I'm stupid? Re dane proto chano. Sis nu praga o porta. Un panur. You familiar with the blood god? Frost, you're nothing to me but another dead vampire. You're an idiot, you know that? 
I came down here offering you an easy way out, and you spit it right back in my fucking face. Careful. What do I care? They're nothing but cattle. Just like you said. If you want to take the hard road, be my guest now. But I promise you, by the time this is over, you're gonna wish they never cut you from your mother's womb. All right, uh, Rudy, you want to talk about Blade? Sure. Uh, Blade was a movie. I don't know what year it was made. Something early nineties. Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Late nineties. We got Wesley Snipes. We got um, Chris Christopherson, who I feel like I should know better than I do because I know the name, but the only thing I know him from is Blade. Uh, and the guy who plays Whistler, <laughs> who I think is famous, but I don't remember. That's Chris uh, Christopherson. That's Chris Christopherson. Oh, that's Christopherson. Stephen Dwarf yep. is is the yeah. bad guy. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, sorry, I thought Chris Christopherson was the bad guy and whoever. Anyway. Don't you think Sorry. Chris Christopherson's name goes with somebody with a weird beard? I mean, a little absolutely. bit. I agree. I actually want him to be a uh, a fox, a clinician fox, is what I was hoping for. That's good. He actually does look like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the story goes: there's a woman who is attacked by vampires while she is in labor. Um, the vampirism begins to take hold as she uh, goes into labor. The child is forever changed. She becomes the daywalker whose name is Eric, but really his name is Blade. Uh, he is picked up by this man who thinks that he, when he is a child, uh, who becomes a vampire at uh, puberty, I think was the answer, um, and uh, is sort of trained as this anti-vampire weapon who is kept in check from his bloodthirst by a serum. Uh, the serum slowly loses its effectiveness, and so instead of trying to cure the vampires, and they try and build a better serum. Meanwhile, Blade kicks a lot of ass uh, on the vampires in the local clutch, or whatever a group of vampires is called. Uh, meanwhile, a bad guy named uh, something Frost. Deacon Frost. Deacon. Deacon's a cool Frost. name. Deacon that is Frost a badass name. Nowhere. And he uh, he sort of upsets the current uh, pure blood vampire regime, and he's trying to bring black bring back the blood god. Uh, and by doing so, he needs the pure the, the blood of the Daywalker and the pure bloods to sort of create a sacrifice for him. Um, and uh, through many different action scenes and uh, follies and misfortunes, they, he does in, indeed become um, the god of blood and fights with Blade. And Blade eventually fails him in an epic and gory uh, chase. In a chase that takes place at the finale of Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a big stone tablet surrounded by a bottomless chasm. <laughs> I like it. Good movie. Uh, I, not like Oscar winning good, but you know, if you want to see Blade kill some vampires, then you know this is this is a great movie. I remember loving this movie when it was out, out originally, and I hoped that I was going to continue because I remember we watched some other movies that we remember loving when we were kids and then started hating because we were looking at it through different eyes but this was not one of them I, I continued to enjoy this movie yeah I, I think it's pretty good I'm not yeah yeah it's pretty it's pretty good that's probably the best I've said like it, it does its job it, it's it's very of its time it's a very 90s movie very much 90s movie. Um, but yeah I mean it, it's very lean it tells a good origin story cleanly. 
you have a fairly interesting bad guy, you have a, a good main performance, and it's, you know, it's fun. It's not, again, this was the first major superhero movie, if you want to say major, I would, yeah. X-Men, you could say, would be the first major one, but this one came before it. And, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely, it's definitely of 98. But not necessarily to its detriment. It still stands as a fairly solid, I'd say, a solid comic. I also thought that it was probably because the the publication company hadn't been founded yet, but it was not under the Marvel banner. Really? So I, didn't, I didn't actually know it was the Marvel uh, movie until the third one came out, and you had the, the little Marvel slide uh, that we see before a lot of Marvel movies now uh, at the top of the, at the top of the movie. I didn't notice that that it wasn't Marvel. Yeah, it wasn't Marvel until the third one. Mm-hmm. I believe, right? Correct. So yeah, was X-Men the first Marvel officially, probably? Right, man. I mean, if, if, if X-Men wasn't, I would be surprised. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, Wesley Slipes deserves a lot of credit. I can't really... T- it's You know, he does one of the things... It's not... I mean, it's not that amazing in a performance, but at the same time, it's hard to picture anyone else playing him. So yeah. credit to him where credit's due. I, I heard that uh, he was either stoned or under some sort of, um, I guess, uh, inebriation during most of the filming of the third one. I'm going to talk. Uh, yeah, there was a lot talk. of... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know some... St- yeah, you and me can talk about that, because I know the third one's got a lot of great stories <laughs> behind it. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, Mr. Wesley Snipes would go on to evade taxes, and I think he's just getting out of jail now. Yeah, not too long ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, Blade is good. Uh, I mean, the Blood God concept concept is pretty weird. I've never read a comic of Blade, so I don't know if, like, that comes from there or anything. But the idea of the Daywalker vampire who has all their weaknesses or none of their weaknesses except the bloodthirst is is pretty sweet. And then he goes around killing Draculas or vampires. Draculas? Draculas, might as well. I, I keep thinking of uh, Venture Brothers where there's the <laughs> black vampire hunter who kills Blackulas, which are black vampires. To me, the coolest scene in this movie, from what I remember, and seeing it again, was when they're in the club and then all the blood comes down. Oh, yeah, yeah, the very yeah, opening. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty I, cool. That normal guy creeps me out a little bit. That's fair. Sorry. I mean, it just, it was, it was it was kind of a cringe moment. I was just like, ugh, ugh. Like, just like, if I was a normal, like like Rudy was saying, if I was a normal guy at that place, I'd probably freak the fuck out. Yeah, well, right? of course you would. That guy, but the normal guy did a really good job of having that, no, no, what? No. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because he knows he's screwed at that point, almost. This is... Uh, uh-oh. Wait a minute. Fucking vampire? Really? Vampires? No. Yeah. I don't want to get laid tonight. That's really what his reaction was. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Everything was going so well. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. All right, shall we move on to the next one? Sure, yeah. We represent the ruling body of the vampire nation. They're offering you a truce. They want to meet with you. Scott. Take off your mask. My 
My name is Assad. This is Nisa. You have been our most feared enemy. But now there's something else loose on the streets. Something worse than you. Uh, Tyler, you want to lead us in there? Um, pretty much what it is is that it starts off as uh, they're in the Czech Republic, I believe. Um, I watched them yesterday. Uh, there's a, uh, this normal guy who goes into a blood bank and uh, he sits down to this one guy who's in a hood and uh, he's hooded and he's bald. And he's got this little scar down his uh, chin. And so kind of a couple minutes go later, and then uh, he's led down to a basement uh, after talking to these people and asking uh, what was wrong with his blood. And uh, he's like, oh, nothing's wrong. Uh, and I, I think, or it was some, it was like an infection, resident, I believe. There was and a then, rare hemotype. Yeah, and all of a sudden uh, they, they start strapping him down and trying to take his blood, and then he just goes insane. And... His bottom open chin opens, and you see he's a new type of vampire, and it's like an it's like a predator looking motherfucker, and it's crazy. <laughs> he goes over so, vagina mouth. Yes, that's that's a better like way to put predator it. Predator looking motherfucker vagina mouth is the best. Way. <laughs> and so after after that happens, um, Blade is uh he goes and finds uh, Whistler. Uh, he's already searching for Whistler, and so and he's with the uh, Norman Reedus, uh, Walking Dead alum, who I forgot was totally in this movie when I saw it, which mm -hmm. was nice to see him. And so they find uh, find Whistler, and then things happen, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these ninjas, these ninjas <laughs> come out in their warehouse and just do all some crazy ninja shit, and fighting and. Uh, that leads to them asking Blade for help, and it's a really, really hot ninja vampire, which I thought she was really hot. And so then we meet the Blood Pack, who is pretty, is consists, and let, let alone this movie is film that was directed by Guillermo del Toro. So that obviously, shit out of me. Yeah, obviously. You didn't know that? I had forgotten about that. Or I yeah, I'd forgotten about it too. I know him. Like I didn't know anything about that guy. And then, uh, and then I watched this, and I was like, "What? This is who? No, fuck off!" But oh yeah, I was him. Sorry. Go no, you're good. No. And so, and obviously, Ron Perlman's in the film, obviously, because it's Gary yeah. And he's great in it, as he always is. Oh yeah, he mm -hmm. really, he Ron Perlman. I love him. I love this guy to death. He's a great actor. Um, and so, and then that leads to them, and then they go to this club called. The pain pleasure pain palace. That scene is great. The yes. set design on that club is fantastic. Yes, <laughs> yeah, um, cold, but it's really it's really well done. Uh, and so and they go there and then they're looking and these these vampires are called reapers. If I didn't get that clear, they're called reapers. And uh, so they're in the club. They're trying to find these guys and then they they. And so and then uh, they go through and then. The big guy, the big German man. Uh, I honestly, I don't remember any any of the blood packs' names per se, but he's in the kitchen. He ends up getting bit, and then the priest guy though gets killed, and then they're impervious to all 
everything except for UV light. So what they use is UV light, and that's how you kill them. And so then you leave the scene, find out all this information out, and then that leads us to them hunting during the daytime. So they can find where the Reapers are down, and they ended up being in the sewer. And they have these cool light bombs that they created, and so all fight ensues, all hell breaks loose. Um, the bad guys try to kill Whistler. What? The bad guys try and kill Whistler in the yeah, sewer. They, yeah, they try to kill Whistler in the sewer. Um, that didn't work so well. Sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> and and so and then they use the light bomb, blow everything up, and then they electrocute Blade, take him to back to the vampire headquarters. And a crossing, double crosses. Yes. Which well, even said at the beginning of the movie, they're gonna fuck us the first chance they get. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And so it ends up her dad being the bad guy, knowing that the head Reaper guy is her brother. Um, Norma Reedus, uh character. Turns out, or Scud turns out to be a shithead. Uh, <laughs> then gets blown up. Really, really cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the fight between Blade and uh, the Reaper. What's his name again? What's his face? <laughs> what, what's his name? Deacon? No, not Deacon. That was first yeah, guy. One. The head. Eli the head. Or something. Yeah, the head. He, the head one. The head Reaper guy. He kills his father, then bites his sister. Uh, oh, but. But let alone, Ron Perlman gets sliced in half, which is yeah, pretty, he does. Was pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. And, and you blush. And then she <laughs> she gets bitten, and then she's like, I want to see the sun one more time, and pretty much game over, man. Did I leave anything out? No, you got it. That was I pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm not the best synopsis kind of guy. That's fair. So shouldn't have thrown that on you. Yeah, I wasn't really mentally prepared for it. So Daniel James, how dare you? I know, dude. I wasn't ready for. Next time, give me a little more advanced, <laughs> like a synopsis or I something in and something in front of me, and then I'll read it. All right. All you had to say, all you had to say was they're vampires and they fight. There was many vampires and they fought each other and it was awesome. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> it was Blade a lot of, killed lot of, everybody. A lot yeah. of blood. Blade jumped into a big bath of blood and killed everyone. I think the best thing you could say about this is like for all the fans of the first one, they're like, Oh, you want you, you want more blade action and shit, but none of the other stuff, and just like straight up blade pumped into your veins. Well here you go. You got it. And it turns out good. I mean it's a very it's a very action-packed movie. It's clearly, I, it it also was made during that era of like Underworld, which is this sort of like vampire focus. I don't know why that was there, but it was in like oh two, oh three. But uh, yeah, I mean this one's definitely way more fast-paced than the original one. I like it better. I think it's way it's way more stylistic. It's you're working with a much better director. What and I really loved sort of, was was how tender the Blade character was. <clears throat> Sorry. Explain. I was, yeah. I was making a joke. Oh. <laughs> well, he liked to say motherfucker a lot. And he did. Fuck. <laughs> it's a very comic booky movie. It's it very, was, it, I liked it a lot, uh, though. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love the blood pack. I love them being mm -hmm. in there. I love them that presence being there, which I thought was really cool. 
Yeah, teaming um, up with the enemy to take down the other enemy. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. But it, it turns, so it turns, you're also coupling that with when Whistler was like, you, you know, there's an old saying, Whistler, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. You remember that. It's like, are you saying you don't trust Whistler? Because we want to trust Whistler, right? Uh-huh. They were kind of hinting that he was the guy was that, gonna, that, yeah. that was, you know, the, the traitor. Him. Not Scud, but him. So yeah, it's, Ron Perlman again, is you know. badass. I think he's the only guy who could have played opposite Wesley Snipes in that role. And still also been a badass, yeah. Yeah. I also think, though, as good as this movie is, and it's a lot of fun, and it's 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 got a lot of great action scenes, it's also very of its time, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's, again, also a very... This this kind of comic book movie would not swing nowadays. We're not going to finance. It just, it, it's just... It's too... Meaningless. And I don't want to say that as a dig at the movie because it's not. I mean, it's a well done movie. It's just not. It doesn't feel big. It's just a very fun. It wouldn't stand up versus an Iron Man or, right. or the sure. Avengers or, or even Nolan Batman, you know. We expect more much... comic book movies now. It's very much just an action movie. It gets the yeah. job done, it does it well. It's very well choreographed. You know, it's definitely. You can tell Toro's having a, a ball doing it. I mean, he's clearly having a blast the whole time. And I would say it also marks the high point of this, of the Blade movies. Really? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk that one out. Gonna be sorry you did that. Why? Nobody's coming for you, King Shit. I'm sure they are. See, one of the things you fuckheads need to know about us Night Stalkers is that when you join our club, you get all sorts of groovy little door prizes. And one of them is this nifty little tracking node surgically implanted in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. See, when one of us goes missing, the others, they just dial up the satellite which is in space. And then presto, instant cavalry. You like that, huh? <laughs> Go fuck your sister. Okay, King. Where is this tracking node of yours? It's in my left ass cheek. Fine. It's in my right ass cheek. Okay, I'm sick. Okay, seriously now. It's in the meat of my butt, just below the Hello Kitty tattoo. Seriously, just pull down my tidy whities and see for yourself. Enough! It's not funny anymore. No, it's not, you horse-humping bitch. But it will be a few seconds from now. Huh? You see that tickle that you're feeling in the back of your throat right now? That's atomized colloidal silver. It's being pumped through the building's air conditioning system, you cock-juggling thunder cunt! <laughs> Which means the fat lady should be singing right about now. <laughs> this is awkward. Do you have a cell phone? 
Why don't you explain more when you talk to us about Blade Trinity? All right, I'll try to do my best because I've I've seen I didn't see the whole thing. I watched bits and pieces of it, but uh, it's this one. It, 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 this is the clearly they wanted to expand their their focus a little bit more because they they basically the the main three characters in this is Blade, uh, and Ryan Reynolds' character. I don't remember names. I saw it, I'm pretty again. sure it's Ryan Reynolds. It's it's Hannibal this Hannibal name's Ryan Reynolds. Dude, it was. I thought Hannibal this was King. one of Ryan Reynolds. It's Hannibal King. You have Abigail Whistler, and then right. uh, Whistler's daughter. Just I probably could have talked about this one better in a synopsis. And they're coming that. together to basically kill Dracula in all in all basic terms is basically what what they're doing. But this, I mean, the the big thing in this movie, the focus on is their sort of team dynamic because you know Blade works alone so much, and you have Reynolds as the the comic relief and Jessica Biel is more of the heart of the team you know Whistler's daughter and it's basically it's definitely the most in my opinion the most reactive of of the three movies and that or the the least reactive I should say in that they they kind of just are doing their own thing and and Dracula is being formed separately with Parker Posey's character who's great in the movie she's one of the few bright spots to me in this her and Reynolds but it's just I don't know it just felt very bland it's directed by um David, uh, God, what's his last name? That's uh, Goyer. David Goyer, yeah. yeah. So, who obviously who wrote, you know, the trilogy. Wrote, wrote the Batman trilogy, wrote a lot of the Blades, and directed, or not wrote, sorry, directed this, played Trinity, and wrote Man of Steel, which is his big, his big claim to fame recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to say anything more if I explained it. I, I, there's other stuff that happens, I just don't recall a lot of it. It was very. I watched it late. It was very. That's that's very essentially the yeah. points that you really need to know. I mean, there's right. like the uh, Hannibal King's team gets murdered. Uh, there's a sweet scene where Whistler's daughter kills a bunch of uh, vampires in the subway scene. Yeah, that was a pretty dope scene. I like that. The freaking blade. That was badass. The mm-hmm. UV blade. Um, yeah. I just love Ryan Ryan Reynolds in general. I loved him in the. I thought he was fun. Okay, one of my favorite quotes of the movie. It's really, really vulgar, but he calls her a oh, yeah. hawk juggling thunder cunt. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Which really not like for anybody listening, but that was one of the fun. I laughed out loud for that. I mean, it was so funny. Anytime anyone tries to critique the Blade trilogy super harshly, I I literally just say, well, what about cock juggling thunder cunt? That was worth it. That was worth it to me. That was so the whole, funny. The whole trilogy, I'd watch it all again just to hear him say you caught Gary juggling Thundercat. Luckily, we live in the world of DVD, and I can just rewind it. But... Or you can just go on YouTube and find that one scene, and that's it. True. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then when he sees the dog, he's like, what the fuck? No, he's like, fuck me. And then the other dogs come out, and he goes, fuck, fuck me, me sideways. sideways. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's Van Wilder. Best. Let's be real. It's Van Wilder in a, in with who fights vampires. There's who nothing. Is, going who on. is really, really, really ridiculously ripped. That and is true. For, for yeah, this yeah, role. Yeah, fucking. Kind of I was just like, whoa. Why can't I be like that? Oh wait, I am like. No, I wish. <laughs> I would also. Oh, I, don't uh, I would also say that, and this will get into the behind the scenes stuff. But at this point, Wesley Snipes does not give a shit. About any of this? Nope. <laughs> that, at least that's that's how his performance comes off. Just does not care. There this is an article money. of Pat Oswalt talking about yeah. how much he doesn't care, and right. I will post that in the show notes 
at thecinemasters.blogspot.com. But yeah, it, he just doesn't give anything at all at this point. Patton Oswalt was talking about it, and yeah, it's probably part of there, but how he said, like, you know, people critique why he do that movie, and he's like, because I wanted to have fun and work with Wesley Snipes, why the hell not? And it's like, that's a good enough reason. I'd take no qualms from doing that. If I, had to get, if I was able to do a show with Wesley Snipes, I would take it. So and at that point in time, he wasn't even in movies. He was just a comedian, right? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're a comedian, you're doing show oh, to yeah. show, and someone's like, we want you to be in a multi-million dollar movie. Fuck yeah! And he heard, Wesley Snipes. he heard that. Yeah. Yeah. He knew behind the scenes that Wesley Sipes was an asshole, which we'll get into what I'm a, this story, which is the most interesting thing is apparently Wesley Sipes was such a diva at this point, he would refuse to film, like, he would refuse to do, like, different takes. He would just do his line and leave. So what they would do is David Goyer would film a scene. So if it was a scene in the car with all three of them, he would film, uh, Wesley Snipes doing reaction shots, just going like, or like, mm-hmm, and then would just, and then would make him go back to his trailer, and then film Ryan Reynolds spouting off different one-liners. So we, they were almost never in the same set. So if you watch the movie, it, one of the reasons is it, they'll just be, they'll just cut to Ryan Reynolds saying something funny, and then cut back to Blade, whose only reaction will be like, Urgh. that's because they just had to cut it that way. Because there's actually they, no actual reaction to Ryan Reynolds saying fucking exactly. Hilarious. He just didn't want to do it. And what happened was Goyer was constantly insulted by Snipes. He was just like, I don't want to work for you, you piece of shit. You, you don't know what you're doing. And so uh, he would talk to him bad. So eventually one night uh, while he was at a bar, Goyer met these, these group of bikers and paid them to act as his bodyguards and pretend, like to, to act as them, and brought them to set to scare Wesley Snipes. And from that day on, Wesley Snipes didn't, take no, didn't do him no shit anymore. David Goyer scared him. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one a lot, but I'm also like Ryan Reynolds a lot. And yeah, as a Blade movie, it's not very good. But as a Ryan Reynolds movie, it's fantastic. I think if I if I had to rank them, I think that uh, uh, when I when I when I remembered back. To the Blade movies, I think two was my least favorite. I remember thinking one was great because the the you know Frost was such a good villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I remember three, I remember loving three because of Jessica Alba and Ryan Reynolds and and the sort of quippiness that they brought to this otherwise relatively dark world. I mean, you've got you've got Blade himself sort of chucking grins at people every now and then, but then going back to that stoic face. And of course, you have the very iconic moment where he picks up the baby and goes, "Kuchigu." Um, yeah, right. But but number two just sort of I remember it falling flat a little bit in my head. Um, but then when we watched it, when I watched it again here this week, they're they're all they're all sort of on the same par for me. I like them all sort of equally for different reasons. I thought that the story in number two was one of my like the the complication in number two is one of my favorites. Um, the the action sequences and some of the sort of like highlight flashy glitzy things like the bloodbath in one were, were great. And then the dialogue popped better in three for me, which is funny because Wesley Snipes didn't talk to anybody in three. <laughs> Coincidence? I think not. I'm very much the same where I didn't like to uh, remembering back on it. And I think it's cause I was younger and the uh, Reapers kind of scared the crap out of me. 
but it's definitely without question the best made movie mostly because of del toro's masterful directorial touch i agree um i loved guillermo del toro i loved pacific ram i love all of his all the hellboy movies that right. two that would have two but um i honestly i i think my favorite ones were two and three one i mean i still liked it a lot but I would say three, but three didn't really get that good of ratings. But I honestly liked it a lot more. But I think that's because of Ryan Reynolds, which I think he made the movie pretty much. Yeah, yeah. he made that. He made that movie. Um, yeah, with Wesley Snipes being as diva y as he was, I don't know if it would have made any money at all without Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I agree. I'm not even sure if it made money. I'm not sure what the what the the box well office is right around twice the budget. The budget was sixty five million, and box office is one twenty eight million from Wikipedia. Yeah, so uh, did, I think it, that's it, yeah. domestic. It did pretty so, well. Yeah, for a third iteration of a fairly small franchise, it's not bad. I I like I definitely like the second one far and away. Uh, now I saw that one later. I saw the first and the third when I was younger. Um, the second one I caught much later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember liking it the most the first time I saw it and now watching it again. I just, it's just clearly to me it's, it's just the best made movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I just find, yeah, I mean, it, it, to me it hits the tone of what I want Blade to be also the best. It's like, let, let's take, like, it should be serious in that there's a lot of violence, but also let's not take this that seriously. Just, I mean, come on, we have a vagina mouse and stuff. <laughs> and to me, it's, a lot, it's very genre-y, and I really enjoyed that, and I thought it nailed that on the head pretty well. It's too late, but I want them to do a Night Stalkers movie. Night Stalkers movie. Yeah, yeah that would be Big fun. Starter. Um, Big starter. Yeah, but so that's cl- that's clearly my favorite, and then second would be the first one because I I think the story is probably at least in terms of character development is the most focused. Um, and introduced me to the character the the best, and and I just it was the most from a character perspective I just thought it was the best, and then the third I really just did not care for outside of Reynolds I I just thought it was very bland and. Again, outside of the, the the perky dialogue between them, I just thought it was it, it just it felt very. I mean, for, for a series that was never that big in the, in the first place, it felt very inconsequential to me. And the, the, the I mean, maybe it, it suffered from the fight scenes of the second one, but the third one's fight scenes to me were just very. At least the one on one scenes between uh, Blade and Dominic, whatever his name is, I call him Dominic because that was his name from Prison Break, but uh, was just very, very boring to me. So yeah. that, that one was definitely the least. Yeah, the villain isn't very good. Even though he's supposed to be Dracula, it's it's right. like, it's yeah. it's pretty weak portrayal. I mean, he seemed powerful. He seemed like there was a nice level of power to it. But the fight was so it was so anticlimactic. Like the fight's happening, and neither one like you've got two guys who are essentially immortal. They can take all the damage in the world and continue to beat the shit out of each other. And they're like. They're fencing with Japanese swords and Chinese broadswords. The, right. the, 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 there was very little conviction in the fight scene itself, and the only dramatic moment came at the very end when he caught the arrow, and then he just stabbed him with the arrowhead. And it's like, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we have resolution, but that was sort of a pussy way out, to pardon my French. <laughs> I think we've I think already... We, I think we went past that when we said Thunderclap. Yeah. <laughs> I think we crossed that line so, first. If anybody in my family is listening to this, sorry for... It was quoting a movie, okay? Don't be hurt. 
If anyone in my family is listening to this, thank you for listening. Yeah, oh, that, that's where I would go with it. No, because I know my uncle. I, I made my uncle listen, and my dad listens to it. So really, don't. Yeah, I get them to listen to it. Well, then I'm making my you. friends listen. Appreciate you know, it. I'm pouring, our, I'm pouring myself out. Okay. I'm for the fans. Hey, if you guys want us to do Howard the Duck. Yes, Howard the Duck. Grandma, uncle, uncle Jeff, Dad, put it. I don't care who it is. Put it. Howard the Duck. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that is technically a Marvel movie, isn't it? I'm it telling is. you. I want to see it. I need an excuse. I can't see it by myself without an excuse. That is <sighs> I need a reason. I think I'm going to be uh, in Tech Week that week. Uh, uh, yes, uh, me too. I don't do theater anymore, <laughs> but I will be in Tech Week. I'll do it by myself. I will do a three-hour <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you should just watch Howard the Duck and talk into a microphone as you're reacting to it. And then, yeah. This movie is awful. This movie is awful. Why am I watching this movie? Why did I choose to do this? I can't believe this female is having sex. Why is this female having sex with an anthropomorphic duck? Anthropomorphic duck. Oh, no. It happens. It happens in the movie. Yeah, I'm skipping that one. Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to be busy that week. Uh, yeah. Um... Anyways, back to Blade. Uh, <laughs> oh, Blade. As far as ratings go, two's definitely the best for me. Uh, I might, depending on the day, just if I wanted to watch a Blade movie, I might pick up Trinity instead if I needed more of the Ryan Reynolds Blade and not just Blade being awesome. But yeah, uh, three and one are, are probably pretty similar on levels of movies, just... They're different, but I, depending on the day, we would probably call Blade my favorite. Yeah, Blade my favorite, but uh, Blade Trinity is really the one I'm going to watch more, but Blade 2 is the best one that was made. So, yeah, they're they're all pretty even, but... See, that's where I'm going, too. I like them all. They're all interesting. Depending on what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. I mean, Trinity's that one like you can like really have fun with. Like it's just like two you can have fun with two, but it's kind of like a like a cringing fun. But three is just like it's not over the top like blood and gore, you know what I mean? Kind of. I mean it is a little bit, but it's more like a fun joyride that you're on with like an adventure with these people instead of just kind of like looking over the shoulder of Blade and while he's doing all this stuff. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that would also be my my critique of it is that. If all three were on at the same time, that's the one you watch at 2 a.m. And yeah. I, I don't, I think that's, I'm taking that as a dig towards it because I think the other two are more better film, or definitely better films. Yeah. That one's just the easiest to turn on, on when it's repeating. But I definitely yeah. think two and one are, are, are a way better, personally. That I, I see, I see a difference. Though again, none of them are that, I mean, none of them are in the stratosphere towards bad or good. I, one one final point for me, I think. It was really interesting to give Blade a really badass car in the first movie and then not have a car chase scene until the third movie. That's true. That's yeah. true. I don't know also. Yeah. They definitely play that car up, and then they don't, yeah. This is true. Awkward. And also, there's a TV show. There is a yeah. TV show. That's it's really bad, but there's a TV show. <laughs> I remember marathoning through it on Spike one day, like saw like five or six episodes of it, and 
it's a continuation of the story. It's not it's not great. I remember enjoying it, but the story was not really great. I mean, was, you enjoy it because it it's Blade killing vampires. It was very much like a look at me, look what we can do on cable show. Yeah. Like, look at all the sex and... Oh, was it live action or was it... Yeah, it was live action. It was on Spike. Huh. It was very... Imagine how that would look and it, that's what it was. That basically... Like, mm-hmm. boobs and blood. That's what this show is. We can be rated M for mature. Right. And then I saw, remember seeing the first guy, and I'm like, you sound like Wesley Snipes, but you can't fool me. That's basically <laughs> my version of, of his performance. Like, you're I trying think... to be as Wesley Snipes as possible, but you can't run that past me. You're not Wesley Snipes. This, this isn't is... Wesley Snipes. He's in jail. He's in jail. <laughs> yeah, be recording right now. It's probably why they were able to do it. He didn't have the rights to it anymore. He gave it up with legal counsel. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> really, the lessons of all this is pay your taxes. Pay your damn taxes. Exactly. This is true. Anyone have memorable memorable uh, lines besides the the thunder c word? I have, a, <laughs> I have a memorable memory of seeing the first trailer of Blade Two. Oh really? Which is I was in probably one of to this day one of the greatest film going experiences I've ever had, if not the best I've ever had, which was Fellowship of the Ring at a old theater, one single screen theater that's been around since the 40s in D.C. Um, and I remember seeing this preview, and this guy, I heard the preview starts with this guy in a black trench coat running and jumping out of a window. And I'm being like, what in the hell is this? Because I just had no idea what it was. And then seeing all the weird creatures and being like, that's scary shit. This is R-rated. Like, what's going on here? And just sort of being enamored by like, I'm, I don't know what this is. It's really violent. It's really weird, but I'm I'm kind of intrigued as to what it is. I think my favorite line in the, the or or interaction in the movie is in oh, I don't remember if it was two or three. I think it was three, and uh, they come up on the yeah it was on the three uh, vampire final solution. They come up on the the warehouse where all the people are being held inside the plastic bags, and he's like, "What's in the warehouse?" And the guy's like. I'm not going to tell you, and they charge at him, he gets shot. And then he turns to the other guy and goes, what's in the warehouse? He's like, I can't tell you, they're going to kill me. He's like, kill you? Motherfucker, I'm going to kill you. Get your ass in there. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm just going to have more fun with it. <laughs> Most memorable memorable line for me from this watch through was from Blade 1, surprisingly. When at the end, Blade's just like, some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> and I just <laughs> stopped. I was just like... <laughs> What yes. the fuck did you just say? I didn't hear the uphill part. I was like, I skate a pill? What the hell is he talking about? Ice skating a pill. I don't have a line. I just his his pearly whites. Yeah. Dining them pearly whites. Yeah. Also, the other one is why can't you just be nice? Because the world's not nice. It's <laughs> a good one. Blake. Ready to die. I was born ready, motherfucker. Motherfucker. I like that. I believe it's uh, time to call it a day. Uh, uh, let's let's go with some recommendations. Rudy? Uh, Warm Bodies came out on DVD recently. Go pick that up. It's a great... Uh, yes, it did. We did. It, 
Good movie. Uh, also, if you're into video games and or massively multiplayer video games and or the Final Fantasy franchise, uh, Final Fantasy XIV just rebooted itself because Did the first pass was so bad. It's good. Yeah. It's real good now. Um, I played the beta for about a day, and I liked it enough that I wanted to buy it, and now I've been playing the real game for about a day and a half. It's good. Class system's cool. Combat's cool. It's a little more mainstream MMO now instead of, besides uh, Final Fantasy XI, but it's still got the nice aesthetic. Cool. Cool. Good. Uh, Tyler, what do you got for us? Saw Kick-Ass 2. Uh, loved it. Um, it was Kick-Ass It was too. great. I thought it was great. Oh, oh. Um, just everything about it, great. I mean, it was just, uh, like I said, because I've been going to these movies, like, early in the morning, like, no one there. And so I'm just, like, enjoying it all by myself. And it's, it was pretty <laughs> great. I mean, what honestly, what better way to have the movie theater to yourself watching a movie? I mean. Has anyone seen I, World's End? Oh, you guys already talked about World's End. Sorry, never mind. A little bit. And, no, only Andrew. I, yeah. I, I, he was the cool one who got to see the premiere. I was at the premiere. I saw Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. Did you give him a high five? I did not give them a high five. Sorry. Weak. I talked to a couple – the, the funny thing was there were all these people there, like Jack Black. People, they were actually – like I didn't know this was a thing, but I guess it makes sense. There were people waiting to like take pictures for like their job, like people like off the street who just wanted to get a signature so they could sell it. And they were going up to Jack Black, and they were going to Chris Evans. Brendan Routh was there. I don't know why, but I guess he was there too. I guess from Scott Pilgrim. Um, lots of other people were there. John Landis was there, but nobody recognized him, which made me really mad because I was really excited to see him. Who's but, that? Uh, the only guy I saw who I talked to was Paul Feig. If you guys know who that is. Oh, I love Paul Feig. Bridesmaids. Yeah. yeah, he directed Bridesmaids, did The Heat, and he's the creator of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. So he's like the showrunner of Freaks and Geeks. So and he was also in. Yeah, well, nobody was. Everyone was trying to talk to Jack Black and people, and I see Paul Feig walk by in a suit. I'm like, hey, Freaks and Geeks. And he turned around. I'm like, Mr. Fe- Mr. Paul, like, I love Freaks and Geeks. And he turned around, and he was like the nicest guy ever. He like stopped, and he was like, you know what? Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing me. Yes, I'm here every right. fucking weekend. Yeah, he was, right. <laughs> he was all by himself, and he was really gracious. And I was like, oh, and heavyweights too. And he turned back, and he was like, you know what? Yeah, man, yes. And so Funny. he was really cool, and I was like, oh, I'm glad I, I think he made my day, and I made his a little bit. Somebody recognized him. That was cool. You're listening. <laughs> we would love to have you as a guest spot. Oh, yes, That'd Paul Feig, you're listening. That is true. Come back. Come on here. Actually, anybody famous. <laughs> Anyone famous. Listening. I saw, ooh, yeah, I, I saw You guys are always looking for an outlet. If you want to talk to somebody, we'll, we'll talk to you. <laughs> this is totally We different. have at least two listeners. This is true. Right? This is <laughs> true. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I saw Adam Scott wearing a Breaking Bad t-shirt. That was pretty cool. Nice. And I saw Allison Brie, and good God. I love Allison Jesus Gordon. Christ. It just wasn't she is fair. hot in person. Oh, more than you could have met. It was just not fair. It's just not fair. <laughs> she exists in a place beyond time and space. Have you guys seen the Anna Kendrick's Cups video on YouTube? Mm-hmm. No. You should look yeah. at that. It was cool. uh, like number 13 on VH1's top 20 this weekend. Is it great? Is, is it her playing with cups? Is that basically what it is? That that sounded a lot dirtier, but yes. <laughs> it, it's it's I didn't not mean it dirty, dirty, but yeah, yes. I didn't and then the, this guy. Um, so what? Try again, Rudy. 
or just die. That works too. <laughs> Rudy, uno mas. If you've seen Pitch Perfect, it's part of the act. By yeah. the way, Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. yeah, it's oh, pretty I good. I bought that on Blu-ray. Buy that. Uno mas what? I was trying to get you to see what you were saying. What? I'm not, no, no, no. I'm not, no, no. Never mind. Pitch Perfect. Super good. Pitch Perfect. It's on Do sale. It. It's on sale. Best Buy, fourteen ninety nine. I bought it. It's worth it. Definitely. It's a, it's Is that your recommendation, movie. Tyler? Well, Kick-Ass no. was, but I would <laughs> recommend Pitch Perfect to anybody. I don't care. It's great. All right. I love it. Good. Yes. Kick-Ass, <laughs> Pitch Perfect. What All good you? things. What about you, Daniel? What is your recommendation? Me. I just recently read the first trade of a comic called Mind of the Gap, written by Jim McCann and published by Image. Uh, the art is by Rodin Isquejo. Something along those lines. Uh, it's very, very intriguing book. It's about a girl who gets attacked and then ends up in a coma and somehow wakes up and starts talking with all the other people in comas in like this dreamscape thing and you have no idea what's going on the entire time and it's very in incredibly intriguing you're like why what is going on i need to read more and then you get to the end and it's like now i really have to read more so yeah it's it's interesting it's well written the art is beautiful and I just have no idea what's going on and really want to find out. Is it clear that she's in her... Is it clear she's in a coma? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like uh, there's the there's story no... inside her head, right. and then there's the story of the people around her, like looking at her in the coma. Like the gotcha. end of this trade ends up with her waking up or invading some little girl's body and trying to communicate with people that she's not the little girl mm. and yeah it, it's it's crazy yeah so yeah go to your local comic book shop or go to insocktrades.com and pick that up it's it's pretty epic uh but okay i think that'll do it for well andrew's, andrew's gotta I'll get his in oh. i've just been disappointed lately so i don't really have <laughs> Uh, I was really disappointed by Elysium. I was really disappointed by Your Next, which I just saw today. Uh, I haven't really been gaga over anything in a while to really recommend it, recommend it. Though I, I'll, I'll I'll do this one. It was it was pretty good. Uh, I saw The Butler a couple of days ago. Again, nothing nothing to really write home about, but I, I would definitely recommend seeing it because of the performances. Um, Whitaker and Oprah give fantastic, really fantastic performances in. The, the majority of the movie, actually, the, almost all the actors really absolutely nailed their roles. And while it's while it's a fairly stable, you know, not that just solid movie, it's definitely worth seeing for, for them. They definitely are worth the price. Because, I mean, it's one of the, it's a very showy performance, but also a very demanding performance. And I think it's, and, you know, for people who don't think Oprah can act, she can. It's, it's really, I was not expecting it would be as good as she was. She definitely, uh, takes off her Oprah hat for that performance. I mean, she's not the, let's say, most moral person in the movie. But uh, it's definitely worth seeing just to see uh, the, the uh, great performance you say between them. And Rudy cool. said something I couldn't understand what it was. Yeah, no one could. 
Did you just say Oprah goes full frontal? I did not say that. Oh. If that's what you're looking for, you 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 will not find it there. Yeah, uh, I don't know why you'd be looking for that. I don't know. I mean, I'm curious mostly. There are a uh, lot. Curiosity there works. are oddly a lot of close-ups of her butt dancing though, and that's not a joke. Good enough. Good enough. There you go. Sweet. Okay. Um, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Uh, next time we are talking about movie pairs. Uh, that would be like the movies that come out at the same time, like Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down from this week or this month, this year. That's the right period of time. Last year we had Snow White and the Huntsman and Mirror Mirror, and then the big one is The Illusionist and The Prestige. I'm not sure exactly which ones of those we will be talking about yet. We have yet to the there was nail that down. What about Cop Out and the other guys? Ooh. Yeah, that's there, another one. I mean, there. I'd say the I, biggest one. I would one, love to talk about that. I, I love think the, the biggest guys. one. The biggest one ever to me is Deep Impact and Armageddon. Those things came mm-hmm. out within like a month of each there other. There was one that came out near the same time as Day After Tomorrow, but I can't remember what one it was. And then you know, Ants mm-hmm. and A Bug's Life. Those are the big yeah. ones. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, we'll be talking about some, any, all of those. I don't know yet. I'd like to claim if we do White House Down, I'd like to claim that one if I could. Because I haven't, okay. I haven't seen Olympus, and I, I really liked White House Down, and I, I just want to talk about it because <laughs> it's ridiculous. We want to defend it. Each of us watches a pair and then comes in and debates it, or do we want to? We'll discuss it off air. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's wrap this up real quick. Sure. Yes, please. Other guys. So af- after the movie pairs, we will be discussing the X Men films. It'll probably end up being a two-parter but we'll see about that uh as always check out our other podcasts the uh this is the cinemasters the other ones would be rogue arrow colson lives and mainframe chronicle there's so many of those nowadays empire yeah it's scary uh if you want to leave us feedback like telling us to go watch Howard the Duck. You can leave us a message over at thecinemasters.blogspot.com or you can send us an email at thecinemasters at gmail.com. This is how geeky Please rate and review us on the iTunes and like us on Facebook so that we can gather more minions slash followers slash people that listen to us. Really, my ultimate goal for doing this podcast connected to us. Day. That's fair. I would like to be Felicia Day. <laughs> My ultimate goal is just to have servants. Minions. That's what we would. See, that's lofty to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's lofty, but it's a goal. And to watch Howard the Duck. Those are the two goals I have. <laughs> that's a less lofty goal. You could do that. <laughs> if you want. My goal is pretty much to talk to Rudy about movies. Or at least sure. that's how it started. Now it's talk to people about movies. So here we are. Yeah, we made it. I'm happy to be people. We're already living the dream. <laughs> I love to, I love talking about. None of my friends ever want to talk about movies. It sucks. Cuz they all think they're that's too good for it. Weird. That's like all I ever talk about. That's why I'm glad I found you guys. I stumbled upon you guys and it started with Rogue it started with Rogue Arrow and it's blossomed. Oh, man, I'm glad we found each other. Let's I'm not glad. get sentimental. Come on, hey, guys. Hey, I'm going to get – there's nothing wrong with being sentimental. 
Now it's a little here. early. I mean, this is only episode 23. We can't get too sentimental. <laughs> well, this is our 23rd anniversary, guys. Oh, my God. I do not, you keep saying that word, but I do not think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Breaking do you bad. guys have anything else you uh, want to plug? You can follow me on Twitter. No. Tyler A. Crouch is my Twitter. I'm not that cool, cool but people follow me. Like That's Best what Buy. you do on the Twitters. That is. I am about to link my uh, Instagram to my Twitter sort of permanently, so uh, my Twitter feed will mostly be pictures of sets that I'm building. Right now I'm building a, uh, I'm building a set for a theater in Detroit that is the, the Oval Office, essentially. So I got to paint a presidential seal, and when the show's done, I'm going to steal the presidential seal and bring it back and hang it outside my guest bedroom, and we're going to call it the presidential suite. Nice. Badass. That is awesome. Hope everything goes well with that. Hey, thanks very much. I'll be look. I'll be, I'll be trying to. I'll follow you on Twitter or something. Chewbacca R spelled funny. I think my name might be on the website. Okay. Uh, we can add it or link it to it or follow me at Amazing Base, Amazing B A S S, and then go through my followers and following. Exactly. I got you. And you can and go to Chewbacca R. And he will be there. And you can follow me by finding me. Good luck. <laughs> I will find Somewhere you. in the southwest United States. That's all I that's can all, say. That's all we'll say. That's all we'll allow you. I have a certain set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Uh, come back next time for some movie pairs. And until then, I am Daniel James. I'm Rudy Schubach. I'm Andrew Miller. I'm Tyler Crouch. And that, my friends, was a podcast. The Sin Masters Podcast is an autological media productions podcast. You can leave us feedback at thecinemasters.blogspot.com or send us an email at thecinemasters at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes and like us on Facebook and go over to almppodcasts.blogspot.com to check out our other shows. As always, thank you for listening. I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll work? It would take a miracle. Bye-bye! The Emerald Archer. The Battling Bowman. Ollie. Whatever name you know him by, he is best known as Oliver Queen the billionaire playboy who was stranded on an island for five years, forcing him to become the Arrow. Join us as we follow his journey to clean up the mess his father helped create in Starling City. I am Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Laurel Murs. And I'm Rudy Schubach. And you should check out Rogue Arrow Podcast, where we talk about the CW show Arrow. You can find us at roguearrow.blogspot.com or by searching iTunes or Facebook for Rogue Arrow Podcast. Websites, podcasts, to this place, the, the Mainframe Chronicle. Chronicle.
our format, Podcasters, to analyze and discuss, to discuss the shows we love. Their strengths and flaws. We discuss them until our jobs ache. Software pirates. This is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only you didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Dino. So many moods. So little time. Careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains now, do I? No, sir. Not a brains. Absolutely not. The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas. Over. This is going to take millions and millions of nanoseconds! This might even take one whole second! Dot, can you read me? Dot! They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to podcast. No one knows for sure. But we, we intend, intend to, to find, find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at MF Chronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle podcast. Andrew, we'll start with you. You got some uh, recommendations for everybody? Um... Think, crap. Go got, back. Yeah. Crap. I've heard. Andrew recommends crap. crap so. I would suggest you do that at least once a day. Yes. Yes. It, it's it's Good healthy and maybe maybe more you. than once. If you maybe. don't go poop more than once a day, you're full of shit. <laughs> oh, thing. <laughs> but a thing. Uh. There's something wrong oh, there. I want to hear Rudy dub over as. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> I should. Uh, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna dub over the first Batman movie for the Batman voices as Blade as Batman. <laughs> as Blade playing Batman. So if Blade, yeah. if Blade was was watching Batman and doing a Batman imitation. <laughs> Wait, are you doing like Batman Begins first Batman or like yeah, yeah, yeah. 1989 Begins. Batman or like oh, 1966 Batman? Batman. <laughs> yes, dude, do Adam West Batman. Show me the world, motherfucker. Where's she at? Golly gee, Robin. Looks like the penguins got us on the ropes. Rudy, next time we are in the same city, we are going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, could you do could you do that? I'll do Tracy Morgan. Sorry, I've been looking for a <laughs> Tracy Morgan accent. It's great. Do it. It's hard. It's hard to just jump into it. I have to have a reason to jump into it. I'm gonna we'll get you pregnant. I'm gonna, <laughs> get, I'm gonna kill that fucking bird. Uh, <laughs> Give me your chicken sandwich. That's a waffle. <laughs> <laughs>
surprise for free. Uh, for free. Uh, All right. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Too, too nice. Too much. Too much. Might be too or much. Or not enough. It's not a Halo. Think, it's not a. I think Titanfall is the killer app, though. Yeah, but that doesn't come out till like. I think probably January, next winter. Probably. My guess is they'll wait till next winter. Well, they're saying first quarter of next year. Yeah, but that I feel like that would be dumb. I feel like they'd well, wait. they're saying that now. They yeah. they're gonna wait. They're gonna do what they did with Gears of War and wait till the next year and ship it with a new bundle. That would be the smartest thing to do. Because, I mean, that's the holiday time is their time. That's what they were used to. Yeah. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. Just I've been I've been listening to That's What She Said podcast, the Office one. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. If you like The Office. Uh, yeah. It's really good. I mean, it, it's old, but, I mean, I just downloaded a bunch of his stuff and just started listening to it. Is, uh, is Rudy coming? Do we have any... I've not heard back from him, so I'm gonna say let's just go ahead. Didn't he e he email saying that he'll he's coming though? I or... never got an email mm -hmm. from him. He might have just replied to somebody and not everybody. He replied to me. Oh, let me check really quick. He replied to Ten Eastern Shore. That was the last thing I got. Okay. LOL dot the dot ten Eastern Shore Rudy. <laughs> That's good to see that it was just he actually to me. reads his emails. It was just to me. Yeah, it was it was just, I don't know why, it was just to me though. I'm he not sure. Reply Rob... Instead of reply all. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's really good at that. <laughs> no, dude, I'm just so excited for... so my friend one of my best friends finished Arrow and dude he is so pumped for season two. It's it's like, looking awesome. Dude, it's gonna be great. <clears throat> so like five minutes? Okay, Jimmy Fallon, chill out. Is he talking about NSYNC? Well, no, he's talking about Justin Timberlake. He's just oh. going bonanza. Bananas. Banan not the TV show. <laughs> he's going Wild West. He's going Wild West on everybody's ass. Good, he's on his way. He had to beat somebody at some game. <laughs> oh, so hey, how do you guys feel about Ben Affleck? We'll talk about I that. I think we should save that. Okay, yeah. all right, let's talk. We, we can save that. Oh, man. I really want to see the world's end. Me too. I was at the premiere. How'd that Where go? Were you? I snuck. I I I was at ArcLight in Hollywood for a random free screening of Your Next, and mm. I didn't get it. I didn't get in, 
And so I'm sitting on the bench just waiting. I was on my phone. I just figured, like, I'll look at more times for other things. And all these celebrities are coming. You know, it's a big premiere. And these guys came up to us and just like, hey, you want, a free, you want to go to the free screening world then for the premiere? We're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, go in right now. I was like, okay. <laughs> so right. they let us in for free. We went in there, and I got in there right when Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg and Frost were making a speech. Nice. I got up like in the front row. Was it good? Uh, for most of it. Okay. It's 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 interesting. I I I kind of almost debated myself on it. I won't say I loved most of it a lot. Like the majority of it, I thought was excellent. Um, but it's hard to talk about without seeing it, so I'm not gonna say much. I didn't think the last twenty minutes worked, though I can see how others could, and it's very ballsy. It definitely is a very thoughtful movie. I just really didn't think it it went with what they presented the rest of the film to be and the sort of thematic thorough line they have going through with Simon Pegg's character. But I'm very interested to see most people's opinions on it because it takes like some big risks near the end of the movie. Okay. Yeah, because I heard a lot of like some people didn't like Simon Pegg's character. Oh, I love his char- I love his character. It's yeah. a dark. It's a dark character. I mean, he's a he. That wasn't my problem. My problem was was the resolution and how I didn't think it sunk up with what the story was, or what the or the or really the moral. Because it's a very moral story, but then at the end they kind of like it kind of like reverts back to it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to it kind of doesn't go all the way with what it's going with. Okay. And uh, though I mean again, I think other people would disagree. I've almost disagreed with myself. I'm debated myself with it. It's very interesting. It's definitely worth seeing. That's no question. Um, and Peg and Frost are amazing in it. From an acting perspective, they're both excellent. Yeah. Definitely, like, at least Golden Globe. They should be nominated for whatever comedy awards because the, the role reversal they do is really, really excellent. Did you hear about the whole thing that was blown up that uh, Simon Pegg was going to be Ant-Man? You see all that? What? Yeah. What? That was all. That might be the second most. People made that up. Man. Like people, I would have loved it though. Like I would. People completely I would made it up. Though. There was no sign of it. But I think he would be a perfect Hank Pym though. I don't know enough about the character. I I don't know. I don't think I'd like him as much as somebody else. It depends on if they're going down the wife abuser route or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't see. I can't see Simon Pegg beating up Miss Wasp or whatever. <laughs> Miss Wasp. I can't see Simon Pegg beating up anyone, much less. Yeah, yeah, especially wow. the occasional zombie. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hot fuzz. Especially Sorry, not back, Fat Boy Run, though. The hot fuzz, yeah, but it's almost like a like amusing to see a, it, the man of his size doing it. Sweet. Wow. This yeah, I'm looking the... forward to seeing that one. Uh... Well, both of those, Ant-Man and World's End. Mostly World's End, because that's out now. Yeah. Are you going to do your Cornetto trilogy style and watch the first two before you go in? Uh, maybe. I mean, I just watched Shaun of the Dead not too long that's ago. That's true. We did just watch that. So I might just throw up Hot Fuzz and call it a day. Dude, I watch that one often. It's, World's End is different in that it's similar, but it also... <coughs> There's no major genre. It's it's spoofing. Like it's much more its own thing. It's much more metaphorical also than the other two. Interesting. 
It's definitely the deep. I would say it has the most going behind the scene. Like it, it's definitely the most. <coughs> the most message. It, yes, but I don't think it works as well as the other ones. I don't think they hit their target nearly as well as they should have by the end of it. But it definitely has the most going on in its mind than the other two. Not to say I love the. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying it comparatively. It is the most mature thematically of the three. I love Rosamund Pike too. She's sexy. Yeah, she's always good. She's a little underused, to be honest. Yeah. Which one's but uh, was she in either of the other two movies? No, but she was in Wrath of the Titans. Uh, skipped it. She was in uh, Die Another Day. She was in. One. She was in this great movie no. that that came and went called Barney's Version with Paul Giamatti. I heard yeah, that was fantastic. That. It was excellent. It was excellent. It, it wasn't talked about that much, but she's the main female in that, and uh, she's phenomenal in that in that role. First starring role I can think of her in. But uh, yeah, that's an excellent movie. Paul Giamatti's always, I mean, he usually picks the best project. He's a very, he has a good eye. Well, then, he, then mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 better be freaking amazing. He only picked that because he loves the rhino. Yeah. He has an obsession, a childhood obsession with him. I did not know that. Yes. That's, I read an interview with him. He's, for some <laughs> I reason, did not was, know that. For some reason, he was extremely well, obsessed. Well, I with did rhino. not know that. See, what happened was... All right, shall we get started? Yes, let's. I think so. <laughs> Claire said she listened to our other podcast and said it was great. Which uh, one? Yeah. We, we did a we did a Colson Lives one, and she just mm. wanted to listen to herself to make sure that she didn't sound like an idiot, and she did not think she, she sounded like an idiot. That's good. I what did she talk about if it hasn't that. started yet? Uh, rumors, um, yeah. the lead-up, the press stuff. We watched the preview. Yeah, and like what we expect from the show, stuff like that. Well, uh, if you guys can take another person, if you can't, you can't. But if you can, I'd love to get it on that week to week. I'm gonna uh, be watching. Prefer definitely. not to. We'll definitely have you on once or twice, but that's fine if you guys have a standard thing. Or... I'll take Arrow. Yeah, uh, we already have too many people on Arrow sometimes. So. Sure. That's also true. But yeah, uh, definitely you know substitutes when people are sick or whatever. Yeah, sure, whatever, whatever you need it. I'm down. Really grand, yeah. Or like when Claire's off doing grad school stuff. Yeah, like during tech weeks, we'll bring someone in. Cool. Well, I was down too, so. Yay. Sweet. Let's get her done. <laughs> Whoa. What? Gross. Okay.